Hey guys, I am not filming in my usual location. I am back home in New Mexico and I have a special guest with me. So tune in and we're going to be um, speaking about Richard Ramirez, aka the Night Stalker. Hey guys, tonight's episode is based on Richard Ramirez. So, welcome to Odd Positive Odd Broad, and I am the Odd Broad herself, and I'm joined by a special guest. Name yourself. My name is James, James Edwards. <laughs> my brother. So, uh, if you guys hadn't noticed, like I said, I'm out of town, and I'm back home, or my home state. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, we're going to be doing a podcast about Richard Ramirez. If you are under the age of 17, uh, this podcast is not for you. You're not sensitive to sexual assault, uh, murder, Satanist shit, and whatnot. Please continue. If you are sensitive, my other podcasts are available, unless you're sensitive to that shit, too. Uh, this broadcast is, podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Um, you can get that on all live, on all platforms. We are distributed. Our podcasts are distributed through the Anchor app, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Podbean, wherever you get your podcast, that's where you'll find us. So without further ado, we're going to uh, see what Mr. Richard Ramirez is all about. Mr. Richard Leva Munoz Ramirez. First name, Ricardo. Ricardo, <laughs> I forgot, sorry, Ricardo. <laughs> Ricky, Ricky. Ricky. Ricky Ricardo. You ever notice how chicks get all like fucking sex nuts and reach out strong over that? It's Ricky. I mean, it's Ricky. like I said before, people glorify serial killers way too fucking much <laughs> when it comes to like wanting to like bang them, I guess. This is where that move, that song came from. Ricky, don't lose that number. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He was born on February 29th, uh, 1960. And died on June 7, 2003. What did you find out about him earlier? Oh, uh, he was a leap year baby. That's awesome. He was only, what? Six years old? Six years old when he got, when he got arrested. <laughs> Holy shit, they charged the freaking minor. A minor for kill, uh, for raping, um, murder, and in, like, actually home intrusions. Yeah. You know? Like, that dude was, he was known as the valley intruder. The valley, the valley intruder. The walk-in killer. And infamously, the Night Stalker. There's actually another person named the Night Stalker as well. Um, I forgot who the man was. Hold on. Do 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 do. Um, yeah, there's a but there's another guy that was known as the Night Stalker. It wasn't just um, Ramirez. Um, let's see. Ah, uh, where the hell was that other dude? Not Ramirez. Hold on. <laughs> so like I said guys I'm gonna give you a list of movies um based on the Night Stalker okay so uh oh he won't show me his dude's fucking name hmm he was another serial killer uh Roger no not that guy Literally <laughs> not that guy. Ah, uh, shit. Mm, hold on, guys. I am looking for you. Shit. Why? Well, it don't. It doesn't see. It doesn't show me. 
what I want to see, so I'm just going to go with the fucking list of movies and what have yous. Um, you can actually see movies based on Richard Ramirez. The Night Stalker in 2006, starring uh, Lou Diamond Phillips. Creepy. Wow. Fucking Richie, seriously. Richie. <laughs> La Bamba joke. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's another one called The Night Stalker. It actually was in 2002. And that one starred Brett Roberts as Richard Ramirez. Um, that one is a boat. Commissioner Gabriela Martinez has over time become intertwined with the man the press calls the Night Stalker, the cold-blooded monster looking for victims in Los Angeles, and her old partner has tips. Oh, of- Gil Carrillo. I'm sorry. Yeah. Gil Carrillo was the, also known as Night Stalker. There you go. That's the guy. He retired in 2009. Wow. Okay. Yeah, see? He, the same thing. Like, oh, shit. He was the one who pierced together. Oh, shit. Let's see. A series of rapes, murders, and assaults. Then you have Anna's Eve, which is a ghostly uh, ghostly visions that push a social worker to the edge of insanity following a, Britain, a boy murdered in her care. So oh, apparently, Gil, I'm sorry, Gil Carrillo was the, the detective who did my stuff. Oh. Okay, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, there was like, there's some different shows. And they also have like the American Horror Story franchise, as you can see in Hotel, where um, they were at the Cecil. And where that one episode's called Devil's Night, and where they all like all the infamous serial killers pop out, like the Zodiac, John Wayne Gacy, Jeffrey Dahmer, Eileen Wernos, all come into James March's little hotel suite, and you become, you know, it's like a Devil's Night type of deal. And um, that's what I'm talking about when it comes to glorifying serial killers into the fact where they're uh, put in movies, and like where the latest, uh, I think it was eight, there was eight 1980s. 1985, the latest um, American Horror Story thing, they had a whole thing about Richard Ramirez coming back and and this whole fucking time loop. It was kind of dumb for me to why, you know, like for it to keep on a loop. Oh, okay. Joseph James D'Angelo. There you go. The original Night Stalker. Serial killer and rapist who operated in Southern California from the late 1970s to mid-1980s. So basically, it's like Richard Ramirez just picked up from where he left off. Basically, yeah. Because like, that's when he started was... That's when Richard Ramirez started doing his shit was in the mid-1980s as well. Yeah. And so basically, he just carried on from... I guess he was... Carried out the legacy of Mr. D'Angelo. There you go. Which is pretty awesome. That's pretty... I, I never knew that. That's pretty cool. Like, the fact that we can just look stuff up and it tells you, hey, this is yeah. who we're <laughs> Right? Yeah, is who so, Doreen Leroy was his spouse in 1996. Uh, convictions, 13 counts of murder, 5 counts of attempted murder, 11 counts of sexual assault, 14 accounts of burglary. And his the criminal penalty was 19 death sentences. Died before execution. He actually had um, pancreatic cancer. That's how he died. It was a pancreatic or prostate. I think it was prostate cancer. Anyways, he died in San Quentin prison. Gil Carrillo was the guy who actually, the detective who took down the Night Stalker. If you heard me earlier when I talked about Yeah. That. Yeah, that's actually the... The guy the, who took him out? Yeah, he was in the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department Homicide Bureau for a 20, total of 38 years, including 24 years after solving the Night Stalker case. 
So let's get into the early life of Richard Ramirez. He was born in El Paso, Texas. His childhood was, childhood was considered an influence on his crimes. His father, Julian, was a heavy drinker, was prone to fits of anger, and was often resulted in physical abuse, causing Ramirez to seek escape by sleeping in local cemeteries. Wow. That shit's hella fucked. And, you know, like we were talking about earlier, like, what's, what triggers it? What sets it off? You know, it could just be one certain person as to, you know, how much pain and anger, you know, the, you know, the trauma they inflicted on, you know, on their, as a child, you know, shit that sticks with you, that stays with you forever, you know, it's basically burned in your mind. Yeah. And you know nothing but revenge, like, like, uh, like vengeance. That's yeah. all you want is vengeance. You want to seek, you know, to get the, the urge so when you get the urge to kill yeah it's like like you'll see like something that will set it off and you're like oh shit okay this is what's gonna fucking set me off i mean yeah all right so um as tall as a 12 year old ramirez was strongly influenced by his older cousin miguel ramirez a decorated green beret combat veteran who showed ramirez polaroid photos of his gruesome atrocities during the vietnam war uh, photos include both him both raping both female Viet Cong rebels and Vietnamese women and girls suspected of being loyal to the communist forces in the region and the subsequent murder and by decapitation with the machete afterwards. So he was just fucking raping everybody there. His cousin. Yeah. Jesus. Like just basically a fucks giving everywhere, huh? I got one to give fucks everywhere, huh? <laughs> For real. <laughs> Straight up. He also taught Ramirez some of his military skills that he would go on to use during his year-long killing spree. In 73, after his cousin Mike was incarcerated for murdering his wife during the argument, which then a 13-year-old Richard was in the room to witness, Ramirez moved in with his older sister Ruth and her husband Roberto, an obsessive peeping Tom. What the fuck? Ramirez? No, his his brother-in-law. Yeah, seriously. Uh, he took Ramirez along on some of his nocturnal exploits. So he fucking like, basically dragged him along with him to go fucking do peeping Tom shit. So he's kind of like grooming him in a way with that shit, yeah. huh? Yeah, enabling him. Like, he was, like, he was his influence, basically. His, Jesus Christ. As to, you know, what, what he looked for. You know, he looked for the joy, the pleasure, the the arousal of doing these things, you know, that's, that's pretty crazy, that's pretty <laughs> gross, man, if you think about it, that's, yeah, that's more of, shit, I bet you, you know, like, some people get hard for that shit, yeah, you seriously, get hard off of it, you know, straight up, it's like fucking, that's, that's, that's crazy, bro. yeah, like, I guess it's like grooming, it's like grooming in a way, because you're grooming him to become something like that, like, like a fucking sexual predator, let's see, <sighs> Your turn to read <laughs> some facts. Let's see. Okay. Um, I think one of my favorite facts was, you know, actually watching Ghost Adventures. And, you know, when they went to El Paso, the, oh, they yeah. got to go to, Con- when, um, Billy went to Concordia um, Cemetery. That was fucking nuts. Because of all trees he goes to, it was the same tree that Richard Ramirez slept under. And there's a fucking crow that just pops out. That's all. That's, 
I would say awesome. <laughs> that's, that's atrocious, man. <laughs> I never seen that fucking episode. Yeah, it, it, they they go to El Paso, and they're fucking. It's just like they film the. <laughs> Because they're filming across the border and whatnot. And yeah. And right across the border is, you know, Mexico and like in the border capital of the world. No, I, I seen the one where they're at the Cecil. Oh, yeah, that one's pretty nuts, too. The one with the. Elisa Lamb. So, uh, if you guys are not aware of the Elisa Lamb case, it was a case where a Canadian student went missing and uh, they found her body in the fucking water towers. After people were fucking drinking the water. Drinking, bathing. <laughs> Using everything for that water, just any everyday household or you, you know, everyday needs for water. Fuck, that's some crazy shit. I, you know, I would have fucking just like yeah. <laughs> Till this day, this murder, the, they don't know if she was murdered or if it was suicide. It's still considered an open case and an unsolved one at that. Yeah. I just watched the videos. In June of 1984. Uh, Ramirez committed his first known murder, raping and stabbing a 79-year-old widow. Jesus wow. Christ. In 2009, he was implicated in the, in the April 1984 murder of a 9-year-old girl after his DNA was determined to be at the crime scene. May Leong. May Leong. However, Ramirez was not charged with the crime. What the fuck? Yeah. Then he apparently waited some eight months before resuming his killings. Most of the deaths occurred in the Los Angeles area and took place during home invasions. Ramirez's victims, some of whom survived, were often sexually assaulted and beaten, and satanic symbols were found at many of the crime scenes. So, like, most like meaning, like, pentagrams. Uh, do you think he, like, drew an upside-down cross or a Leviathan's cross? I think he, I think he would have just done something simple, you know, just to... A Leviathan's cross, uh, that's, that's, you're going through something dark there. Yeah, that's kind you know, of like, I think that's, you know, you're, basically you're not just doing it just to do it, you're sacrificing somebody for somebody. Yeah, because like, you really think about like satanic serial killers or that and just, people assume just because they put a pentagram, it's mostly satanic. Yeah. But if it was like a hardcore satanic thing, you would most likely see chalices, chalices, fucking Leviathan's cross, fucking just symbolism everywhere. I mean, you're talking to people who listen to death metal, black metal, you know, that's the darkest shit you want to listen to out there. You know, like you really want to get scared, go put on some, go put on Watain. (laughs) Listen to Watain. It's called They Rode On. Um, There's um. Fuck, what was that? You, God damn it, what was that band's name? Death? No, not Death. Um, Death is awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Alright, man. Um, Gorgoroth is pretty freaking dissection. Oh, dissection is fucking bad. You listen to all these bands, and, you know, if you're a death metal, a black, a black metal fan, you're going to know what we're talking about. Yeah. It's dark. Look at what happened fuck. to Euronymous and Dead yeah. and those guys. Oh, yeah. The Norwegian death metal is fucking... No, that's Norwegian black metal, my bad. My <laughs> fool. <laughs> yeah, Norwegian black metal is f- fucking that's, that's hardcore. They fucking shit. burn down churches and shit. I miss I like. I loved watching the movie. If you guys get a chance, you guys want to really know what we're talking about, watch the movie Lords of Chaos. It's on Mayhem. Blue. It's based Lord, on Lord, Mayhem. Yeah, it's based on the band called Mayhem. But the movie's called Lords of Chaos. And you'll know who we're talking about yeah. and what we're talking about and as to where it all originated from. 
Exactly. Especially when I just mentioned the two the two main uh, people in there, Dead and Euronymous. Um, Euronymous is actually the guitarist, I believe. Euronymous? Was he the guitarist? Or who yeah, was guitarist. And then the singer, Dead. Uh, wow. He was just crazy as fuck. And he even kept this jar full of the dead bird. Mm-hmm. And every time he would just open that jar and he'll take a whiff. <laughs> Big ass whiff. Yeah, I just imagine that sting in your lungs. Fucking oh, your nostrils. Fuck. Not, okay, so if you guys are familiar with, with the band Mayhem and you all know about the untimely demise, <clears throat> timely demise of his death, you know, not only did he uh, he shot himself, but Euronymous thought it would be a good idea to use the pieces of skull as necklaces for the band. That we. <laughs> he even took a picture he even too was taking pictures of the crime scene before the cops got there and everything like he positioned the body and put the actual gun beside him yeah and they actually used that as an album cover for, for one of their, yeah, yeah for the one album of their, yeah one yeah. of the albums that came out yeah i remember that shit i was like asking mom to buy it for me she said <laughs> no she said no i still got it anyways i forgot who bought it for me Shout out to my friend who bought me the bad album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Those weird guys are awesome. Okay, where do we leave off? Okay. Pretty much, oh, okay, well, like, uh, we're talking about the cross about, you know, or we're talking about the Ramirez and, let's see. Oh, like what he did with the bike, uh, the crime scene. Yeah, okay, well, actually, these are satanic symbols. Yeah, this is after when um, little nine-year-old... May was murdered. Uh, there was this thing they said her brother had, um, well, she was with her brother. And this is like the, the he said he saw his sister go down into the, a basement with him. And uh, Ramirez had beat, strangled, and raped Leung before stabbing her to death with a switchblade. Hanging her partially nude body from a pipe by her blouse. That's fucking horrible that is that's fucking i don't i don't even want to fucking pin that's whenever every time i'm told something and i'm reading a story or yeah i always play it out in my head yeah you fucking see it yeah that's something i don't want to fucking see (laughs) (laughs) yeah so don't don't watch that movie fucking told you i'm gonna even get pissed off bro all right so um after a dna was uh, retrieved from the scene who believed who is believed to have been present at leung's murder Authorities have pub- have not publicly identified the suspect, but described as being a juvenile at the time, him and have not brought charges due to the lack of evidence. The crime likely wasn't committed uh, committed connected committed fuck <laughs> connected to Ramirez initially because it didn't fit the same pattern as the rest of his known uh, subsequent murders. The rest of Ramirez's known homicides usually involve him breaking into a home to kill. Exceptions were Leung in March 17, 1985 case where he shot Maria Hernandez and pulled her car into her garage and was was outside on the way entering her home and he believed that at the time he had killed Hernandez, she fell to the ground and played dead. Although that case, he had also entered the home and murdered her roommate, Japanese-American woman named Dale Ozaki. (coughs) Oh, Kosaki. That's okay. Remember I was telling you about my dream, right? It's like, all right, guys, question, um, a side question here. You ever, like, have a dream where you're, like, watching a show and your dream accidentally subsequently pops up and you're like, what the hell? 
You know what I mean? Like, like you have like a dream. Yeah, like you're, you have a dream, like you're in a show or something. Okay, mine was fucking ghost adventures, dude. I did that once. I fucking, I scared the fuck. Because honestly, I was on the Ghost Adventures binge for a while. Oh, like, I, actually, you know, actually watching, you know, and this was one yeah. of the episodes I was watching on. But the one that got me the most, I can't remember which one it was, but it was you know, one of the demon- demonic. Oh, that. I, oh, I actually watched Demon House. Oh, okay, yeah. Fuck me, dude. I shit you not. I was like, fuck. I saw the same thing that he saw that fucking figure yeah i i feel like it's like i say, if you like this is the one thing i want to kind of say to if you're a true believer and you know there are things out there and then you because you're, you're you're bound to see the list you're like born with like a second sight or something and then given how you know we see shit you're like holy crap you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> Seriously. You know, then, you know, sometimes when i'm you know i'm sitting i'll be sitting outside of vibing with my music having my smoke you know and like they say, if you see something out the corner of your eye, that's the paranormal. Yeah. Or that's the extraterrestrial. Well, wherever <laughs> we're at, we have to watch out. You know, we, yeah, you know we're, we're, yeah, exactly. On the reservation, it's, you know, it's no different. You know, we have our spiritual beliefs. We have, you know, our ghosts, you know, things we don't play with. You know, it's, it's that type of world everywhere. You know, yeah. you go into somebody's, you know, house you gotta have that respect you can't go in there and play with you know whatever is there whatever yeah. you see you know you gotta you know mind your own once in a great while our grandpa always said don't ever go looking for something you're nosy about because <laughs> it's gonna find you yeah for real i mean yeah. like i said we both see our fair share of shit dude Fuck yeah you know it's scary yeah. out here you know and you might not think about you know how scary it is but you know we don't have murders yeah. we don't have you know kidnappings and shit going on out here but I'm, yeah. honestly it's a whole different it's a whole different world from everywhere else is what we're trying it's more to of say. a spiritual spiritual battle yeah that's what it is so you, know, you gotta watch who you who you hang out with and who you talk to around mm-hmm. here because it's you know shit yeah you, you think it's like you think it's all nice and jolly when they're really yeah. friendly you got to you really gotta watch when they're really fucking friendly with you exactly like just like fucking richard ramirez i wonder how friendly he was when he's fucking killing all these people and shit he was not friendly at all <laughs> <laughs> he just fucking like went into their place and like all right fucking did what he did shit okay the exceptions were leung and the well hernandez lady and okazaki um that was i was gonna say my dream when i was watching that shit on netflix it was my subconscious and i was yelling about her i told her not to go in there i was all freaking out and then <laughs> mom's all Are you okay i'm like yeah i just had a weird dream shit okay so here are the names of his victims his known victims because remind you we don't know how long he got away with it until he was actually caught because you got to remember he was a rover he roamed everywhere all right, June 28, 1984, Jenny Vincro, March 17th, 1985, Maria Hernandez, Hernandez and Dale Yoshi Okazaki, March 17th, uh, Sai Leon Veronica Yu, to, uh, March 27th, 1985, Vince and Maxine Zazara, May 14th, Bill and Lillian Doy. Jackie went out to a lot of couples, huh? yeah. Uh, Honestly, you know what? Like, okay, that 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 makes it up right there because you know, I'm, he was abandoned by his mom. Yeah, was he abandoned by his mom? He abandoned by his mom and his dad too, though. Because you know, yeah, yeah you know, that's the first thing you yeah. fall for is your parents. You know, and in most in most cases, you know, you're looking for that influence. Yeah, you know, that pissed you off. That's some crazy shit. Fuck yeah, dude. 
May 29, 1985, Mabel Ma Bell and Florence Nettie Lang. Uh, May 30th, Carol Kyle and her 11-year-old son. Damn. July 2nd, 1985, Mary Louise Cannon. Uh, July 5th, um, <clears throat> 1985, Whitney Bennett. June, uh, July 7th. This is all in 85, guys. How many victims did you say he had known? 13. Damn, there's, he has over 25? Yeah. They, that, they found... 20, over, well, I'm probably at least 30. Yeah. I'm 30 or more. Because we never, we don't know how he grew up in, in El Paso. Right, or what he did in El Paso. Exactly. Really. Not to mention, they said there might have been cases in Arizona, too, as well. Yeah. So, this you know. This all over. Yeah. Uh, July 7th, um, Joyce Nelson, July 7th, Sophie Dickman, July 20th, Leela and Max in meeting, <laughs> July 20th, China, uh, China Rong and some kid, uh, Vanith and their eight-year-old son. I am sorry if I butchered that name, those names, I'm sorry. August 6th, 1985, Chris and Virginia Peterson. August 8th, 1985, Sakina and Elias Abawath and their three-year-old son. Three? Three years old. Fuck me. Oh, shit. August 24th, 1985, James Romero and the family. Wow. August 24th, Bill Carnes and Ines Eckerson. Holy shit. So... 79-year-old uh, Jenny Vincrow was found brutally murdered in her apartment in Glasswell Park, Los Angeles. She had been stabbed repeatedly in the head, neck, and chest while asleep in her bed, and her throat was slashed so deeply that it was nearly decapitated. So, children, do you know what decapitated is? Oh, shit. Decapitation or, ble- or beheading is a total separation of the head from the body such as injuries and invariably fatal to humans and most animals since it deprives the brain of oxygenated blood. Jesus. Ramirez's fingerprints were found on the mesh screen he moved to gain access to the open window. This, Ramirez's second known murder. It would would go, go on to establish his pattern of breaking into homes, committing particularly vicious murders, and frequently burglarizing the victims before, either before or after killing them which is mainly to support his cocaine addiction and pay his rent. Fuck. <laughs> Can I pawn this rain? I need some... I need some of this. <laughs> you know what's weird? I was reading on something that says that he was born February 28th instead of 29th. So huh. <laughs> on this one, Wikipedia, he was... Wait, where, where was it? No, I'll try that. Oh. Wikipedia says he was born in 16, the 29th. He's a leap, he's a leap year baby. He's a leap year baby, but they say he's born on the 28th. I guess just to age him out. Probably, yeah. Just some, you know, like, <laughs> okay, yeah. You're not a six-year-old motherfucker. You're this <laughs> age. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, my gosh. So, in he was, 80. He was nine, yeah? Yeah. No. Seven. He was seven years old. He was seven years old when he died. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Woo. Okay. Wow. How many emojis were that? <laughs> it's never your mind. 
fucking remember when kids never in my going. <laughs> Who's that letter to? Shut up! Shut up. Some privacy, please. <laughs> Alright, guys. Continuing on, on March 17th, 1985, Ramirez attacked 22 year old Maria Hernandez outside her home in Rosemead, California, shooting her in the face with a 22 caliber handgun after she pulled into her garage. She survived with the bullet ricocheted off the keys she held in her hands as she lifted them to protect herself. Hernandez played dead until Ramirez is left the scene inside the house. Her roommate, Dale Yoshi Okazaki, age 34, heard the gunshot and ducked behind the counter when she saw Ramirez into the kitchen. When she raised her head to get a look at what happened, <coughs> he shot her once in the forehead, killing her instantly. Fuck. Jesus. That's fucking brutal, man. Like, he had no fucking filters. Like, you know what? I need this money. Fuck you. Bam. Within an hour of the Rosemead home invasion, Ramirez pulled 30-year-old Cy Leanne Veronica Yu out of her car in Monterey Park, shot her twice with a twenty-two caliber, and fled. She was pronounced dead upon the arrival in the hospital. Two murders, the attempted third, and a single day, uh, in a single day, holy shit, attracted extensive coverage from the news media who dubbed the attacker <clears throat> described as curly haired with bulging eyes and white beast rotting teeth <laughs> while the walking killer or the valley intruder I'm sorry <laughs> his fucking teeth were all rotted <laughs> how do you describe that to the cops fuck me <laughs> your teeth are all rotted <laughs> they're all fucked up they're all sorts of jack you ever see that fucking guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No shit. What was it on Joder? How did it go on Joder? What are you describing them? Oh, My mom came out looking too butch, you know. Sketch artist said I was messing with him. <laughs> like, Richard Ramirez, the nice stalker guy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> On March 27th, uh, 1985, Ramirez entered a home that he had burglarized a year earlier outside of Whittier, California, at approximately 2 a.m. and killed a sleeping Vincent Charles Zazara, age 64, with a gunshot to his head from his 22 caliber handgun. Zazara's wife, Maxine Lavinia Zazara, age 44, was awakened by the gunshot and Ramirez beat her and bound her hands while demanding to know where her valuables were. While he ransacked the room, Maxine escaped her bonds and retreated. Fuck, sorry. Tongue tied. Where she retrieved a shotgun from her bed, which was not loaded, and inferior Ramirez shot her three times with a 22 and fetched a large carving knife from the kitchen, mutilating her body while he stabbing her several times, then removed her eyes with a knife and placed them in a jewelry box. Which he took when he left. What the fuck? Oh, shit. And kept it at his apartment as a souvenir. What the fuck? He just cut that poor old lady's eyes out? Ew. Did you know that at age five, he was knocked unconscious by a swing? (laughs) 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 That's where he began experiencing epileptic fits. That's maybe what may have triggered it, though. Yeah, you know what I mean? Epileptic fits. Epilepsy. You might know. There's, like, some other things, too. Like, people look into, like, the psychiatry or psychosis of a serial killer or the person in general. 
like where they stand mentally like they could be he dropped out of school at ninth grade you know you know he just gave up and said fuck it you know he was arrested for the first time in 1977 for for possession of marijuana that's why he moved to california you know he started progressing with cocaine burglary and cultivating the interest of satanism he was arrested twice in Los Angeles for auto theft in 1981 and again in 1984 and began to neglect his personal hygiene. <laughs> yeah. You know, and honestly, that's when you, you know someone's going down here. You know, they don't care. They're gonna yeah. Fuck, they're gonna... They will go uh, take your ass out smelling like a like foot and, and fucking ear cheese <laughs> just to take your ass out. <laughs> you got a jar of spotomanias coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking smell it like rats oh, and eggs. Man, shit. Like, what smells like baloney? That <laughs> fucking right there. Dog fart? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Quick side story, guys. I was at Black Dahlia Murder and the pit got so fucking big. These motherfuckers pushed me in the back of some really, some really huge uh, Polynesian dude. That fucker farted like I could smell it, and I was like pushing people in front of me, so they would stand between us, so I don't have to get farted on. Oh my god, bro! I was like gagging. <laughs> it smells like rotten baloney. I'm crying. <laughs> Fuck me, man. Jesus. Who was Richard Ramirez? The fucking psycho. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Damn. He so at least 14 people raped and tortured at least. Yeah. So, like, you know, like, like there's not really a full... Um, full count as of to... Victims, really, if there be, like, sexual assault or... Well, just... actually, well, the number of victims, this was... He had 20 killed, 8 attempted, 8 raped, 6 plus victimless crimes, 2 intended rapes, and 2 held captive. Holy shit. You know, that's fucking... That's nuts, man. That's fucking... That's straight... Fucking out of a... What's it, that horror flick, but, you know, shit... I gotta check out the. I've never even seen these movies on him, so. I'm yeah. <laughs> um, I think the one that um, the one with Diamond Phillips is in. He's. I think it's on Prime. I think I gotta look it up. I need to get Prime. <laughs> <laughs> so like, he was actually married twice. I think no, not married twice. He was married to some lady. Wasn't he? No, he got married in another. Was it? Or he was seeing somebody while he was in prison. I forgot who it was. But anyways, before he was actually married, um, in 1985, he he married um, Doreen Leoy, who wrote him nearly 75 letters during his incarceration in 88. Ramirez proposed to Leroy, oh, Leoy, my bad, Leroy. I'm thinking about Sons of Anarchy. Look at Leroy. In the name of the Lloyd. In the name of the Lloyd. <laughs> what is it tomorrow? In the name of the Lloyd. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking fire. All because of those damn trash cans. <laughs> Please throw your gum away. I hate scraping it from under me. <laughs> oh my god. Leo stated that. She would commit suicide when Ramirez was executed. But however. <laughs> 
Eventually, she left Ramirez in 2009 after the DNA confirmed that he had raped and murdered nine-year-old May Leung by the time of his death in 2013. He was engaged to Christine Lee, a 23-year-old writer. See, this is us talking about, like, when females go crazy over serial killers or killers in general. Like, oh, my God, I understand. Like, you know, as a female myself, I'm like, I don't see the point. I'm like, you're, like, kind of romanticizing a fetish, like, a really dark fetish of another person. <laughs> and, like, some of the shit I do see is, like, some serial killers, do, like, are fetishes. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, it's a fetish, you know? Like, otherwise, why wouldn't they, why, why are they going to stop? Yeah. You know, it gets them off. Like I said, it gets them off. It fucking, it actually aroused, gets them, you know, aroused. You know, it's, you know, they, you, they rape people of course you know it's yeah it's their, it's their fetish it's their mo- their motif yeah <laughs> their mo their um just like this it is like like kind of like i kind of make fun of the fact that some females are going that willing to go that far where as to where they want to date a serial killer or like even um like make it make it like you know they're highly um and desirable I mean, some females were like, oh, my God, Richard Ramirez is so hot. He looks like a fucking foot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, Ted Bundy, but I think at that time, during that aesthetic, he was known as the sexiest, as the sexiest, sexiest murderer or something like that. The sexy murderer. I can't remember what they called him. Um, then you had Dahmer. People, men. Uh, men were writing to Jeffrey Dahmer <laughs> in prison before I don't know if it was before or after he got fucking like killed in there so, so I remember like they said he got his head bashed in by a pipe oh shit really oh wow yeah he, his cellmate did that shit to him he didn't like what he heard fucking went and knocked him out then you got Ted Bundy who was just another horrible, horrible human. I mean, like I said, there's so many characteristics that women kind of find appealing as to which, you know, they will go to any lengths to get that person's attention. I'm like, it's like me going somewhere and be like, notice me, senpai, notice me. (laughs) Acting like one of them waifu chicks. (laughs) No, I can't do that. Too chubby. <laughs> it was all what really led to him being capitalist. The media, yeah, relentless media, fucking makes pressure aided with prescriptions. You know, from all the victims that you know he had, were all yeah. You know, it forced him to leave L.A. You know, in August, and he went up north to San Francisco. Jeez. He took two more victims up there. Peter and Barbara Pan. Damn. <laughs> oh, shit. He took out the pants. Take out the pants. Peter Pan? Why would he do such a thing to Peter Pan? I thought Peter Pan was so cool. <laughs> yeah, he fucking fought Captain Hook. Yeah. Saved Tiger Lily. <laughs> 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 hey. <laughs> Dude, this guy's got so many fucked up, like, things on him. I would like to do a two-parter, but I promised you guys I do a killer every night. So, whatever you're hearing is basically what we're reading for you guys. And our um, 
our opinions about this guy. Yeah, he's nuts. <laughs> he's fucking nuts. He's knocking futs is what he is. Yeah. He's knocking futs. Oh my god. Get this. <laughs> and another responding officer named Andy Ramirez stayed behind while oh this is like when he got caught. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. That was when, that was his final night of terror. Yeah. Damn. Because he got caught on August? Yeah. August because August seventeenth was when he was up in San Francisco and he killed Peter and Barbara Penn. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah, he got he was arrested. In uh, August 30th, 1985. What, and what caused that was him abandoning his car. After um, after murder, you see, the night before, he left the footprint and a witness took note of his car license plate. Later, after Ramirez raped another woman at her home, shot her fiance. Holy shit. Whoa. So he was actually uh, chased down in Boyle Heights in Cali. Isn't that like where, um, like who roams around those areas in Boyle Heights? Boyle Heights? Charlie? Charlie, no. Charlie was in, I think, Los Angeles. Yeah. Trying to make it as a singer. Did you know he's actually got music on fucking Apple? Charlie Manson? Yeah. Yeah, I'll show you in a minute after we end this shit. Alright, so he was caught. um, The jurors. uh, Yeah. Oh my god. Did you know he was badly East LA residents while attempting to to carjacking. Yeah, you said East LA. Yeah, East LA. That that explains it. That explains it on the Boyle Heights. That's why he was chased down around that way, and he got beat up by some barrio folks, man. Oh, he was in the wrong neighborhood. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, okay. Fingerprint matched everything. Recorded enabled the police to finally put a name to the Night Stalker. National TV and print media of coverage featuring his prison photo along with a series of clues from witnesses and survivors led to Ramirez's capture on August 31st. He was badly beaten by East LA residents while attempting to carjack him. That was the last one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I was reading from. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, he actually did try to do a Trial and conviction and sentencing. Mm-hmm. He awaited jail as trial was continuously pushed off. The delay marked by a series of motions and bickering between the prosecutors and defense attorney. Because the geo- geographical spread of the crimes also complicated the scope of the trial with jurisdictional issues. Some of the charges against Ramirez were dropped in order to expedite what was becoming a long journey to justice. Holy shit. The jury selection process finally moved forward on July 22, 1988, and the trial itself committed the, uh, commenced the following January. During this time, Ramirez attracted a cult-like following of supporters, many of whom were black and, black-clad Satan worshippers. Ramirez himself often dressed in black along with dark shades for his portrait appearances. Uh, some, huh? 
<laughs> Jesus. You know what I mean? Yet another delay occurred when one juror was found murdered on August 14, 1989. What the fuck? But rumors that Ramirez had orchestrated her death proved unfounded. On September 20th, 1989, the jury finally returned a unanimous guilty verdict on 43 charges, including 13 counts of murder, 5 counts of attempted murder, 11 sexual assault charges, and 14 burglary charges. This motherfucker was crude. Mm-hmm. During the penalty phase of the trial on November 7th, 1989, he had actually grandma and grandpa's anniversary. The seventh. Oh shit. <laughs> he was sentenced. Yeah. Two weeks later, the same jury recommended this death sentence on 19 counts. Leaving the courtroom, Ramirez responded, Hey, big deal, death always comes with the territory. I'll see you in Disneyland. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you in Disneyland. Convicted murderer was charged, or the convicted murderer was formally sentenced to death in the gas chamber on November 7, 1989, and was sent to San Quentin Prison in California to spend the remainder of his days. Wow. So, so that's what I was saying. Oh, okay. Um, lymphoma. Oh, okay. I told you guys. Uh, he died in prison of complications due to a B cell lymphoma. At the Marion General Hospital in Green Bay, California, on June 7, 2013, he also had been affected by chronic, chronic substance abuse and a chronic hepatitis C viral infection. Very sick. At 53 years old, he had been on death row for more than 23 years. By some estimates, he would have been there, been in his early 70s before his execution was carried out. So, due to California's lengthy um, appeals process. Fucking prolonged hepsy. Is that like from yeah, holy shit. Imagine though, that's fucking gross. Prolonged, like fuck just to carry it with you for so long. Ugh. How you like did that that's your shit falling off? <laughs> <laughs> so here in pop culture, like the media guys, uh Manhunt Search for the Night Stalker was on eighty nine. Night Stalker was the uh, Film in 2002. Uh, another one was in, 29, in 2009. The um, one in 2016 with Lou Diamond Phillips is called The Night Stalker. American Horror Story. He was fe- featured in the fifth and ninth seasons of the FX Horror Anthology. Um, like I said, uh, that would be Devil's Night on Hotel. And then the rest was like 1985. You want to see that. Um, Just a Guy is a 2020 documentary film about Ramirez and the women he corresponded with. Um, the Night Stalker, The Hunt for a Serial Killer, is a 2021 documentary released by Netflix featuring the first-person interviews, archival footage, newly shot reenactments, and a photo photography related to the case. Um, yeah. There was another person, I think, in the UK, uh, Del- Delroy Easton Grant. He was a serial rapist who operated in London during the 90s and 2000s. He also known was also too known was as the Night Stalker. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's crazy. You've... You know, he was uh, Ramirez was cremated. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. Shit, man, we can't get man. We're buried. <laughs> I told mom I wanted a fucking Viking funeral. And she said no. Oh, fuck yeah, Valhalla. Fucking, I'd, I'd rather be in the great halls of Valhalla. 
And I want like I want the pond to be filled. <laughs> I want the pond to be filled. <laughs> I want the pond to be filled and set me out there on my ship. Fucking. Somebody fire the bone arrow. Something far. Fucking just have the archery club come and do it and miss and catch everything on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Just so just. Break me up with explosives. One push of a button, and I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hand over there. <laughs> All right, guys. So tomorrow we're gonna probably come up with some uh, some other dude or dudette, whatever you want to call it. Ooh, let's do Eileen. Oh yeah, let's do Eileen Warnos. All right, Eileen Warnos is tomorrow, guys. So thanks for sticking up, sticking along with us. Um, means a lot. So Halloween, I am gonna be doing the Cannibal Cafe. Also known as the Cannibal of Rotenburg, Iron Mavis. We never have head director. You have to actually sing it with the, the I accent like to come after you. <laughs> <laughs> I I try to speak or try to like read and, and get to learn how to speak German solely because of Rammstein. Solely because of Rammstein. I'm so sorry. All right, guys. So um, ch- tune in tomorrow and we will. Continue with Eileen Wernos and Halloween is going to be I'm in my this I'm in my this um, the cannibal the cannibal cannibal cafe killer um, yeah we're gonna get into that we're gonna be getting into some other people's all right but I'm out <laughs> <laughs> bye. Hey guys, stay tuned for my following podcast and not to mention both. Uh, Seasons uh, two and three are available on all streaming podcasts. Uh, where we get them, you can find them there. You can also follow my socials. And that is Odd Pods with the Odd Broad on IG. And you can find me on Snapchat and at Cy Edwards. Um, my Twitter, I am currently redoing that. So you can actually find me on Twitter at Odd Broad TV as well. So you guys have a good one and be safe. Bye.